I'm Marcella Barcelona, and I'm part of One Voice Student Missions. We are a missions movement that reaches high schools all throughout America and even some of the nations. So if you're interested in joining us, please go to ovsm.com, and you can check us out there. And if you even want to join us when we actually get to go to campuses, you can do that. So I am super excited um, that I got chosen to be here this morning with you guys. Um, if you don't know, I'm Brian Barcelona's wife. I know I get the honor and the privilege to be this incredible revivalist man's wife, I know. Um, so I'm really excited that I get to be here. And we also had a brand new baby four weeks ago. So I have a one-month-old, and I'm excited that we get to have him. His name is Jedediah Jeremiah, and we're super excited about our baby. But I really feel that this morning... I got chosen to be here because I really feel like God really wants to speak to us about what he's doing in such an interesting hour on the globe. It's really interesting, but it's really exciting. So where you are, I just want to invite you, if you would just pray and invite Holy Spirit where you are at home or wherever you are, let's just invite Holy Spirit that Holy Spirit would give us insight to what it is that the Father's saying, to what it is that Jesus is doing. So why don't you just close your eyes, bow your heads, we're gonna pray. Father, we thank you so much for Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place right now and in every home that's watching, every, every phone, every laptop, every camera that's on right now. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would be the witness of Jesus. Father, that we want to see Jesus. We want to know what's in your heart. Father, we want friendship in this hour, that we would know what you're doing, that we would hear your voice so clearly. So God, that you would awaken us, just like Bailey was singing, God, that we want revival. We want an awakening. So we pray, Holy Spirit, would you awaken us in our homes? Would you awaken us in this hour, God, to hunger and thirst for your word, to be with you, Jesus, because that's what really matters. So we pray that you would touch us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So anyway, as I, as I was as I was telling you guys, I really feel like we're in an hour where a lot has changed suddenly, but it's so interesting, yet it's so exciting. And as we really focus and look at the Bible, we're able to see how history is written all over the Bible. And when we want to know something about the times, all we have to do is really look at this incredible book that we have here, because really that's the testimony of Jesus, and it gives us insight on the kingdom and on where we're headed. And so today I really felt in my heart, just as things are shutting down, you know, we're in a global pandemic. It's so crazy where we're at right now. Like churches are shut down. If you're in California, like we're not able to gather. That's why we're on a screen on Monday morning because we're not gathering and we're gathering this way. Like the method has completely changed, but Jesus is still the same and he remains the same. So we're seeing all these things that we haven't seen things shut down and it's forced us to go into our homes with our families to go into a place where we're probably not very comfortable and 
it's forcing us to look at ourselves. It's forcing us to have intimate moments, connection moments with our family. If you're married with your husband or your wife and your children. So it's very, it's, it's pressing moments, but it's sweet moments. It's exciting moments. So I just, I just want to start off with, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the, a father of prayer, Lou Engel, called a 40-day fast in March. And this 40-day fast led us into this global pandemic. And I really believe that you who you're young, and even us for, I call myself an elder now because I'll be 37, but for us in the older generation, we really have to start looking at the fathers of the faith. I mean, we're standing here two weeks after um, a legend, Ravi Zachariah, passed. But we're seeing these legendary men and women that have walked before us. And they're passing and they're leaving mantles, double portions that need to be picked up by a generation. And, and this father in the faith, who's one of our fathers, who's Lou Engel, called this 40-day fast. And it was a, an, an invitation for us to join in. And I really feel like it was the mercy of God over us that we would be in fasting and prayer when there's a global pandemic going on and a whole like nation is in crisis. And what does the church and how does the church respond is what Jesus is looking at. How do we respond when we're in crisis? How do we respond in a moment where people are in fear, um, people are really dying and, it, and people are faced with sickness and you're not able to gather and things look different and you're uncomfortable but it's such a sweet moment when you're fasting and you're praying because you're encountering Jesus and Jesus is able to really speak to you about what's really happening so you know this this took me at eight months pregnant I was eight months pregnant and I remember you know I, I wasn't going to show this but I'm going to show this now I remember having a dream and it was a dream with, with Papa Lou. And I was, I don't know if some of you have watched Lord of the Rings. It's one of my favorite movies. If you've not watched it, you need to watch it. Lord of the Rings is epic. It really is. So I was, I was in a Lord of the Rings moment. And I was, in, I was before the gates of Mordor. And if you know Mordor, it's like where all evil is. It's pretty much like hell, right? So I was standing there and I remember looking at these doors and knowing that I was going to have to go in, but I didn't have keys. And so it's interesting because in that moment, Papa Lou shows up and he's giving me a key and the key is like gold and rusty and old. And he looks at me and he says, if you want to go in, you need this key. And I wake up from that moment and what did I do? I actually text Papa Lou. And I was like, hey, I had this dream. I don't really know what it means. What do you think it means? And he texted me back, which was amazing. You know, fathers do care. Fathers do want to text us back, I promise, okay? So he, he texts me back and he's like, what do you think that means? Am I a father? Am I prayer? Am I fasting in prayer? Like, what does that mean? I really, and I really felt like it was both. I felt like he was a father and he is the father of like prayer and, and faith and revival even and fasting and consecration. So I was like, I think you're all of it. But he said something. He said, I think that key means the golden state of California. And I was thinking, whoa. And he said, you know, I feel like God's going to give us keys to, to have keys to demonic things that are happening on the earth. And we're going to be able to walk in, in, in an authority. And I remember getting off that text message and thinking, what's going to happen? Like, 
I don't know what's going to happen. Little did I know that we were going to walk into a pandemic where I was eight months pregnant. I didn't even know how to really fast being eight months pregnant, but I chose to abstain of some things that I could, like sweets. That's really hard when you're eight months pregnant. And so we, I started walking in that going into this pandemic. And I, and I remember when we started the pandemic and, you know, my husband usually travels a lot. And so we had kind of gone on a journey of knowing how to do life. You know, he travels, he's not there a lot. You know, we know how to connect when we do. And all of a sudden, Brian Barcelona was home all the time. And we were encountering each other and connecting with each other in a whole different way, which really drove me to really come to a place of a lot of humbling of myself. And I felt like I needed to connect with Jesus more than ever. So guess what? I started picking up my Bible a lot. And I remember just feeling such a hunger for the word. And I read the book of Jeremiah. And I remember being stirred by Jeremiah and, and by the things Jeremiah was seeing and facing and the people of Israel and the judgment and the mercy of God and his goodness. And I remember really being stirred and saying, God, like, where are the prophetic voices in this hour? Like, where are the prophetic voices? What are they saying? And I really felt the Lord start to take me on a journey of his heart. Take me on a journey of what really mattered to him. And the first thing that the Lord brought me to was repentance. And you know, we, we see this. When, when crisis hits, there will be a great revival. When, when God wants to do something, he's going to bring his people to a place of repentance. He's going to humble us because he wants to so heal us. And he so wants to bring us to a place of awakening and revival. But we have to understand the need that we have for him. And, and I feel like now more than ever, the Lord is really showing me that as we have a restart of mercy on our lives, that the most important thing that he's looking for is love. And we see it in the Bible. You know, if you have your Bible there, we see it in Deuteronomy 6. You know, we see Moses in this moment speaking to the people. And he says, this is, this is what true success is, guys. We see it in the Old Testament and we see it in the New. And I, and I just want to say this. God is a God of the old and he's a God of the new. He's both. You, you can't choose either or. He's both. And so we see here Moses is taking the people of Egypt in Israel out of slavery and he's bringing them into the promised land that was promised to them. And in Deuteronomy, he, he starts giving the commandments. He's, he gets the Ten Commandments and then he gives the, the most important commandment of all. And he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So we see here that Moses is speaking to the people of Israel, and he's saying, this is what matters. We must love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. And then we see the New Testament. And we see here when Jesus speaks. And Jesus is like in a moment with Pharisees and Sadducees. 
And they ask him, hey, what is the greatest commandment? And this is what he says in Matthew 22, 37, 38. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and foremost commandment. Then he goes into the second of you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And I feel like right now, guys, I feel like God is asking you, do you love me? Like, no matter what the circumstances look like, no matter whether you're in crisis or not, the question is the same. Are you loving me? And if you love me, you will obey my commandments. If you love him, the fruit of love is obedience. And as we choose to love the Lord, we will obey his commandments. And and I just, I just, I feel like there is a great shift that's happening right now in our nation. And I feel like there are people that are getting stirred and people that are getting hungry. And it's not, it's, it's not for the stages and it's not even for the gatherings. It's for Jesus himself. It's for intimate moments with the Son. It's for intimate moments with the Father. It's for encounters with the Spirit of the Lord. And only through that can we experience love. And I, and I, and, and I know that right now even is a moment of Psalm 32 where we see David and the hand of the Lord has grown heavy upon David. And, and he's saying he's, the Lord is heavy upon him because he wants him to confess his sin. And he says, blessed are you in your transgressions. You will be happy, David, if if you repent and I will turn it around if you repent and I feel like the Lord is seen it all the Lord is seen our nation the Lord is seen the condition of our church the Lord is seen the condition of our families and his hand is heavy upon us and he's asking us will you come to me and will you confess Will you tell me what's really going on and I just want to encourage you there is no shame in that there is only freedom in that And I feel like in these moments as you're at home and you need to just confess the things that are really going on in your heart, I want to encourage you to do so. Do it. There's so much freedom in that place. And you see David and he obtains freedom in the Lord. And he's able, one thing that David had was that he loved the Lord and he was a man after God's own heart. It didn't matter. His brokenness didn't matter. It was the fact that he wanted to love God with all his heart, his soul and his strength. And then we see of, of this moment, you know, I, I just felt like, how do we do this? How do we really love God? And Jesus said it. Guys, Jesus gave us the key. And I, and I think it was interesting that Lou Ingle in that dream gave me a key. Jesus gave us the key. And the key is in the Sermon on the Mount. Looking at Matthew 5, 6, and 7. I want you to really know what's important. He gave us the sermon of the kingdom. He told us how to walk it out. Those eight beatitudes of being poor in spirit, because yours is the kingdom. Mourning for his presence, because only then will we be comforted. Hungering for righteousness, because only then are we satisfied. Meekness, like blessed are you when you're meek, because you're going to inherit the earth. These beatitudes that he spoke, those are the attitudes of the kingdom. Those are the marks that we must be we must show those marks to the world. And it's a moment of testing. It's a moment where those marks are really being tested. Like, am I really walking out poor in spirit? Am I really mourning for you, Jesus? And am I able to see the goodness that you've given me, the redemption, the mercy, the grace? And and I just want to encourage you to get in your word, to learn the sermon. If that sermon, Jesus preached it to the disciples, it's because it's important. 
It's because we need to pay attention to what Jesus was saying. If we say we're going to follow him, we need to know him. And in order to know him, we must start reading the word of God. And I just, you know, Lou got on a live with Brian and he said this and it was so good. He said, man, you know how you want to be a disciple? A disciple is one who fasts, prays, and reads the word. And it's that simple. It's not complicated. It's that simple. So I just want to encourage you to grab your Bible. I just want to encourage you to fast. I want to encourage you to pray. I would encourage you in the simple things. The simple gospel is what really matters. That's what the Father is really looking at. He's looking at the simplicity of how great you love in the small things. And so I just want to end this way. I really felt like this, just this impression on the Lord when I was praying about, about this morning. I felt like he was saying Jeremiah 6.16. And, and I remember like in this moment where Jeremiah is telling the people of Israel, like ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. And then he says, then walk in it and find rest for your souls. And in those days, they said, we will not walk in them. Guys, I'm believing that a generation right now is rising. Romans 8 says it, that when the earth begins to groan, the sons of God will begin to arise. I'm speaking to you right now. You are a son of God. You're a daughter of God. And this is your time. God is saying, will you ask me for these paths? Will you ask me for these, for these ways? And those are the ways that these, these men and women who went before us walked in. We have a cloud of witnesses. Hebrews speaks of it. There is a cloud of witnesses of men and women that are looking at us right now. And in those clouds is now Reinhard Bunke. And in those clouds right now is Ravi Zachariah. And in those clouds is Mother Teresa and people, Corey Timboom, people that have walked before us. And I want to tell you, it's not impossible. It's possible. And what we need is a, we need Holy Spirit. We need an awakening of the Spirit of the Lord over us that would awaken us to desire the Lord, that the Lord would be enough that the Bible would be enough, that these secret moments, you know, Matthew 6 speaks of it, that you would close the door of your room, that you would be in the secret place with the Lord, that you wouldn't have to boast anymore. What is there to boast in? Nothing. That all that we would boast in is the Lord, that we would boast in the Lord and we wouldn't have to boast in anything else, that you would live a secret life with Jesus. It so matters, guys. We need to think about decades ahead of us. And a great move of God is coming. I do believe that. I believe that after this pandemic that we will see, there will be a huge move of God. Stadium Christianity. I believe that the harvest is ripe and that many souls, what Bob Jones said, a billion souls of young people will be saved. And I'm just asking you, will you go? Will you go? Will you come into this invitation that God is saying right now? Like, will you choose His paths? Will you choose His ways? Because our ways don't matter. And if that's you, I just want you to lift your hand up where you are. I just want you to receive this. I just want you to say, yes, I want that. I want the ancient paths. I want to love Him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. 
I want to walk the greatest sermon, which is the Sermon on the Mount. I want to do what the Word says. I don't want anything else. That's enough. So I just want to pray for you. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Father, would you encounter us? Would you, Holy Spirit, awaken us? Awaken us to love you, to love you with all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our strengths, God. Father, we say yes to your paths. Father, we say yes to your ways. Father, we ask that you would do what you have to do in our lives, God. Come on, guys, just ask and purify me, God. I want to be purified. And I want to walk in the ways that you walked in. I choose to deny myself. I choose to pick up my cross. I choose to follow you, Jesus. Would you lay your mantle over us? We want your mantle, Jesus. We love you, God. We love you, God. And I just want to say, if you're in your home and you're feeling like, man, I failed. I have failed over and over. I just want you to have hope right now. The Bible says that all has fallen short. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. I just want to say there's hope for you. And it's in Jesus. He is our hope. The hope of glory. So don't stay in your failure. Just let Him let you make you come alive. God, awaken us. Awaken us, Jesus. Yes, Lord.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope that the, uh, today's message blessed you, that you'd be so provoked to just go after Jesus harder. Um, and we just want to say that if you would like to give because you've been blessed by it, because the Lord sold you to you, because you want to tithe somewhere, um, and you feel like One Voice Student Missions is the place to do it, please visit www.ovsm.com forward slash give for more information. Or you can just DM us and, you know, we'll answer any questions you may have. That's good. Also, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can find this service in all its full completion on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, wherever you want to. We love you guys. We hope you enjoy the rest of your week. God bless, and we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Peace out.